0: Hey guys, welcome to the Your Green Podcast. I'm your host, Nate McGill from Gwinnett Magazine. I'm talking to my friend Roger S. Green about financial fitness. In today's show, we're covering the basics. So if you ever wanted to get financially fit, this show is for you. It's all about your green. hey guys and welcome to the your green podcast we are talking financial fitness with roger s green guys today we want to get very practical we want to talk a little bit about what are the financial basics that everybody needs to know at the table as always mr roger s green from green financial resources here to help us along our journey and our way Uh, Today, we really just wanna jump into the overview. What are the financial basics that we need to know? What are the things that everybody can benefit on? I feel like uh, financial literacy is not something that we're necessarily taught in school. Um, There's not uh, classes on it growing up. And when we get out of college and we get into the workplace and we start getting that income and the taxes start coming out and it's time to save and build for a family, nobody's really speaking into our life and saying, okay, this is how you do it. This is the how-to. Hey, it's going to be better if you do this or that, which is why having a financial advisor is so important to your life. So for folks out there just listening, let's give them the basic overview. What are some of the basics? What are some of the things that will affect everybody's life? And why is this so important to sit down and actually educate ourselves on, Roger? Sure, absolutely, no doubt.
1: I feel very strongly about uh, financial literacy. We help support in the middle schools, financial literacy programs and have for years, and even college level and mm-hmm. a continuing education level for adults and, and people approaching their retirement. It's a very important topic. Um, you absolutely positively have to learn what you need to know, there's hmm. certain things that you don't need to know and you can delegate.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: that's important, too. But I think one of the most important things is just understanding the, the task, you know, and understanding what your goals are. Um, you know, you need to know the state of your flocks. You need to know who you are, what you have to work with um, and the gravitas of the situation. There's nobody else. That's going to take care of you mm. um, when you're older you know nobody else should take care of you right when you're older you should be taking care of yourself with the blessings and the opportunities that you had when you were when you were younger and to to have anything else take place um isn't going to be a life well lived isn't going to be being a good steward of what you've been given mm. you know one of the most important things is that we do what we can along the way now everybody's given different amounts and Right, different opportunities, but everybody's got a hundred percent of what they got. Yeah, you know, that's, that's it. true. That's all you, what you got. I love that. And you got a hundred percent of what God gave you, and right. you should be responsible to that. And so that's so good. Yeah, and ultimately, it's about let, recognizing that there'll be a day you can't work, whether that's a day when you're disabled, or whether that's a day when you're you know old old enough where you know. Maybe your skills have diminished or maybe you got put out or maybe you chose to go on and do something volunteer because you had the monies. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could take care of the grandkids or the great grandkids like, like my right. mom does. Um, what a beautiful opportunity to give to the next generation um, by being financially sound enough to be able to do something without getting paid for it. Something yeah. you love to do. That's so, true. Um, having that echo career that you could choose whatever it is you're passionate about Without regard to how much you need to make, because you've already satisfied the needs that you have for the remainder of your life, and that only comes through discipline. Right. So again, everybody has 100% whatever they start with, uh-huh. and from a very young age, it should be absolutely a part of the discipline of what you do that you know you should give. You know, I believe you should give 10% to God. I think you should give um, another 10% to other people that have needs that are greater than your own. Sure. Um, almost everyone has been given skills and abilities and blessings that other people, some people don't have. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's your opportunity to really, um, you know, it's one of those things that you can't, you know, you can't number one out give God. Um, mm-hmm. and he's one thing he told us to test us in is giving, but you can't give until you have a surplus and you That's can't. That's
0: true. Yeah. And
1: you can't you don't know what a surplus is. And so you do some planning. Right. And so planning is absolutely a requirement mm. to recognize how you can make certain that you're not giving away your seed corn and that you're going to have enough. But That's you can't good. do that without planning. Yeah. So, again, you got to recognize that you might be disabled or die. So you have to take care of um, m- You know, starting with the plans that you have at work, Um, maybe they offer something through your work and maybe you're uh, self employed or you're getting started part time and they don't have anything through work and you need to get something. So Mm -hmm. you need to just do the fire drill. You know, what happens if I, if I am disabled? What would happen to my income? Who's going to take care of me? And if you start looking at the social safety network, it's not, it's not very good. And so you, but you need to make sure you know, again, that you're paying into the social security system. A lot of people say, I want to try to pay as little as possible, but that has a disability component that's really important. So even if you're self-employed or whatever, you don't want to zero out your wages. You want to have some wages. That's how they determine how much you can accumulate for your retirement as well as your dis, you know your disability if you're and the kids, how much sure. money they get if you die. Yeah. And then you might want to have make sure you have life insurance. So some of the foundational things you need to do is make sure that you build into your budget enough to take care of the insurances, the things that might happen that are too severe for you to overcome, um, whether that's like I said, um health. So health care, health insurance is really important. Um some young people think, hey I'm, you know, impervious, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh um, right. We're all invincible. I'm invincible. <laughs> and uh, you're not. And so right. anything could happen. Um, you need to be prepared. So those are the the three main things. Uh, health insurance, disability insurance, and life insurance so is the a foundational. foundational start. Yeah. And you need to get something, you know. Right. And it may be just the cheapest thing you can get. The term insurance, get the, you know, uh, you know. Basic coverage um, and get disability insurance, and then from there you need to start building reserves in case you have. Uh, you know, Bible says there's a season for all things. You know, there's downs right. and ups, and mm-hmm. in, in your personal life that's going to happen to you. So you need to recognize that um, if you do have a down season, what are you going to do? And one of the cool things you can do is, you know, each year you're, you're you have a limit on how much you can put in things. So you have a limit on how much you can get in um, matching in your. You know, if you are blessed with the match at your work. Um, there's something called a savers tax credit. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of financial people don't know this, but at certain levels of income, below twenty-two thousand as an individual, um, you get a fifty percent match wow. on money you put in the four hundred one k that you could get a match on. Oh wow! And so you could put yeah. it in a Roth, you could put it in a traditional IRA, or you might even get a double match because savers tax credit is. Is a credit credit is not a tax deduction. It's yeah. money back. And so if you put in $2,000 as an individual, you get a thousand dollars back. And right. as a couple, you can put in $4,000 and get $2,000 back. And that $4,000 might get you another $4,000. So a lot of people are saying, Hey, I don't want to save in a 401k. I don't want to do anything because I need an emergency fund. But what could be a better emergency fund than putting it in? Even mm-hmm. if you're, even if you were having to pay a tax penalty to get that money a couple of years later, sure. if you were out of work, that's only 10%. Yeah. It's only 10%. You just yeah. got 100% by putting it in and getting matched. Right. And you got another 50% back on the tax credit. Right. So you got 150% for putting it in. Yeah. What's 10% to take it back out if yeah, you need to? I think to- we make up excuses. <laughs> I yeah. think
0: like we, we we will come up with any sort of excuse not to save right now. Like we can't do it or- you know, oh well, we we'll have. We need an emergency fund that's built up. Every real emergency that I've ever gotten into. You know, I'm in my 40s now. Every real emergency that I've ever gotten into has been bailed out by going into retirement savings, yeah. or uh, maybe with some bonds or something like that, and having to cash out or a home or something like that. Always investing. Always investments are savings yeah. that end up actually bailing you out that emergency fund usually gets wiped out when the air conditioner goes out or something you know like if you even have one yeah and if you even if you've even planned for it sure I think the thing that is a good uh, nugget for people to hold on to and I know this is certainly true with my life is that there is a difference between making a lot of money and being good with money yep. I think that if I was better with money, You know, when I even when I had a little, I think it's better to be good with money when you're not making much than it is just to make a lot of money. I have a mentor and he likes to say it this way. He's like, look, when I had a lot of money, I was broke. When I had a little money, I was broke. I was just broke all the time because your expenses go up as your income goes up Um, because of the way I think that our culture is just not really paying attention to their financial health, their financial fitness. Exactly. And so we like to look the part, yep. maybe through credit cards sure. or maybe through uh, spending. It's a lot easier to look the part, yep. look healthy yep. than it is to actually be healthy. And if you're doing half of the things you're talking about doing with putting into retirement, getting the right kind of insurance plan, paying your future self that's not at a job and not working, you don't have a whole lot of extra to be out there tossing around buying the, you know, $90 steak dinners. That's what I found. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know,
1: you were talking about it even before we we started the podcast about... Essentially, the concept you have to pay yourself first. Mm. You know, you have to have it as a discipline. So, like I mentioned about giving, um, I feel like it's mandatory. It's one of those things that just needs to be a part of your 100%. Part of it is not for you. Part of it is for God. Part of it is for other people that don't make as much. But a part of it is for that older person you want to become that no one else is supposed to take care of. You are. And whether there's somebody in their 30s that has a downturn or somebody in their you know, fifties or sixties or seventies that can't work or doesn't choose to work anymore because they've been good enough with money. They don't have to. Mm. So one of the things that I believe in is making certain that you, you save 20% also. So again, you know, making an additional amount. And I think, you know, bottom line is that means you should basically live on about half of Uh, what you make at any given point. And, you know, this has been something that's helped me out so many times. You know, because what happened to me is that I would always live on what I made a few years before and I anticipated and I tried and I struggled to continue to grow what I was able to do by helping more people. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, the more you, you know, people you help, the more you concentrate on your career, investing in what you're doing, your business. Um, those are things that can help you. You know, if you were a farmer, you'd want to get better you know, irrigation, you want to get better seed, you want to add to your land, you'd want to do the things that helped you to become
0: better, but you
1: can't help the seasonality that there'll be some freezes, and there'll be some other things. But if you don't concentrate on growing your surplus, right, you know, you won't be able to have a surplus for the downturn yeah so you got to recognize that there will always be downturns you you know in your life and if there's not then you know what my plan of taking advantage of roth or 401k or 457 or whatever you have at work Uh or if you don't have it at work you could do a roth and even if you have it at work you could still do a Roth or um a traditional IRA, take advantage of that saver's tax credit and have it in a Roth. Even if you don't have an emergency fund, that could be your emergency fund. You don't have to invest it yet. You could put it in the bank and do that. And then you know, a few years down the road when you realize, hey, I I really didn't have an emergency that came up. I was prepared. I was doing what I needed to do. And I was flexible with what I felt like my lifestyle had to be so that I knew that I could within the flux fluctuation of my income, I was able to deal with the fluctuation of my lifestyle to right. to match yeah. that. And if you thrust and parry with the um the changes in your income over time and you build only, you know, the necessary things, I think you'd be surprised at how you won't have to take steps back. You know, you might mm-hmm. have to take a step back in how much of your net worth is at any given point, but that's not really an important thing. That's not what you use to buy groceries. That's you, know, true. you use money yeah. in the bank. And so yeah. That's liquidity right. is an important thing, but when you're first starting out, you should really think, hey, I only have 6000 I can put in a Roth or, a, or or an IRA, and I might get that saver's tax credit. I might have too much income, and hopefully you do, and you won't need that, but you can also save money outside of that, mm. and you don't have to put it in the market yet, right. but when you're very, very First, starting out, you might want to take that Roth just put in a savings account just to have your placeholder in a Roth because that's tax free growth for the rest of your life. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can take up to the principle of whatever you put in a Roth and take it out at any time for any reason without any taxes or penalties. Wow. So your emergency fund should be Roth first until you've just because it's going to grow because, well, just because when you're You know, thirty years old and you're making more than enough money that you can't do a Roth, Mm -hmm. or maybe you you're you're doing six thousand, but you're saving eighteen, maybe. Right. Um, you can't go back and do the Roth from 2022 when you were 22. That's true. You know, you can only do the Roth for 20. You know, at 40 years old, you can only do the Roth for 2022, and maybe you have the room to do two or three by then. But you can only do one. Mm -hmm. But if you did one as part of your emergency fund build and you built it, then when you're ready and you you don't need that anymore because you already have. Equity, you already have uh, cash flow and you have stability. Well, then maybe you could take that money that you had in that Roth and put it in investments. Right. Now you use two or three years worth of your savings. You know, if you save 20%, you know, two or three years worth of savings turns out to be six months worth of money. And so now you're six months worth of incomes in a Roth. And then when you get the ability to do that again, then you can do it again and you can roll that $18,000 worth of Roth that you had as your emergency fund when you were 22 to 24 five now you can move that over to the market and now you got 30 40
0: years of growth tax free Mm -hmm. that you can have It's life plus 10 years. You've been doing this for 30 years, helping people. 35. 35 years. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, you've you've helped all different kinds of folks. You've seen all these different kinds of uh, pictures. You have these different strategies that could work well at different income levels for different people. And so it's so important to have someone like you as a mentor in life to be our guide through our savings and investing and money. Um, I I feel like you've got to have people on your team. Um, and that's just, that's like a, that's even more important than the boat or the, you know, whatever that thing is that you think is going to bring that happiness, the thing you're working towards. I love the idea that you said a a few minutes ago about living off of half. Yeah. That is the scariest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I think most guys my age, if, if you made a challenge out there Mm -hmm. to folks of we're going to, we're going to, Live off of half. In other words, you're freeing up as much of your income as you can for savings, investing, future, self. Not as much. I think it's good to have a ratio
1: that's doable.
0: Right. And I think it's
1: good to have a plan to start when you're without obligations, Uh pre-obligations, you start- As early as you can. This is my discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't make twice as much, I'm not going to spend it. You see what I'm saying? So, right. in other words, it's not you don't have to save 85%. You don't have to save 90%. You don't have to save 75%. But you do need to save 20%. And mm-hmm. I do feel like, you know, it's like when you're going the speed limit and you're driving along and you're, you know, just enjoying yourself. You're not in a hurry. You left with enough time.
0: Yeah. And
1: you you look over and you see the police officer and you wave. You know, hey. And you got that peace in I your like heart, it. right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have the agitation. You don't have the high blood pressure. Oh. You know, when, when you're saving, and look, you have, think it. of how many days. The days are long, but the years are short. I understand the years are short when you look back, but the days are long. And if you really want peace, you're going to be doing the things you should be doing. Look, you might say, hey, you know what? I'm going to grab this cheesecake and I'm going to eat it. (laughs) And, you know, you might feel a momentary you know, sugar rush, and you might feel good for that second, that uh-huh. instant gratification. But the rest of the day, you're going to be like, oh, man, I blew my diet. Yeah. And oh, this man. day is That's wasted. So Look, where is the piece? The piece is coming from not the piece of cheesecake. Right. The piece is coming from doing the right thing. Uh-huh. Look, okay. at all times, if you think about how to make the length of your life better how to make look the present is what you have and to make it the present that god wants to have for you Mm. you do the things that you know you can do look you can't control the earth killing asteroid you can't control you know what russia does in this next whatever you know you can't control what's going to happen really even in the U.S. politics, you got your one vote, but there's you know 100 million other people as well right. that have a vote too, and so. But what can you do? You can you can run your financial life. You're responsible for that. You're in charge of that. And then if you shift a very simple rule of thumb is if you know you have confidence, you really believe that whatever money you're saving at that time that you have already got your, your emergency fund, that you've already got your insurance that you need. And you know what? Now you need to start investing, not just saving, but you're going to start investing. And if you invested $100 a month, starting with nothing and you put $100 a month in at you know, 9% for 30 years, that's $183,000. Wow. So if you invested instead of saving at 4%, that's only $69,000. So even if you got 4%, which 4% in the bank is really kind of a challenge, but um, let's just say interest rates got high enough where you could get 4% of the bank. Would you want to get 4% of the bank? Would you be satisfied with that? No. Your long term planting and your investing should be in that investment that has a longer term history of doing better. So you should invest in portfolio and diversify in investing, wherever you have that, that belief that that money you're saving at that time is money that you, you're going to not need for at least five years. So if you have a rule of thumb, five years or less, I'm not sure if I'm going to need it. I think I'm going to need it. I'll probably need it. Then put that money in you know the bank and so in savings. Mm-hmm. Um, if something is going to be for more than five years, then say, okay, I need to, Divide and and sort my money, and I need to put that money in the crops in the field. I need to invest that money. I need to have that money uh, diversified. So invest in diversified stocks, mostly, and possibly real estate as you get a little further along. What you what you do and what you own. If any money that you have five or more years on, and any money you have five or less years on, you put in the bank. But just because you put in the bank doesn't mean you can't put in Roth. You can put a Roth in the bank. You can put a Roth in a money market. You can put a Roth in um, or. You could put even your 401k if you just started with the company and you're getting the match. You know, a lot of companies have what they call safe harbor match. So if you have a small company, you might offer that. Mm. Well, safe harbor match is immediately vested. So a company might try to be keeping their match as small as possible and only doing three or four percent. Even if you do um, nothing, sometimes you get three uh, if you do um you know, five percent. Then they have to match it with four percent. It's dollar for dollar on the first three, and then fifty cents on the dollar on the next two. So that's four out of five. And so if they're doing that, then they can put in whether they want to as an owner, and it doesn't matter whether you contribute or not. If they're doing that, so a lot of owners of small businesses do that, so that they can do what they want to do, whether you do it or not. But if you take advantage of that, you're immediately vested in that money. And so if you put in five, you get four. I mean, come on, that's yeah, uh, that you know, that's eighty percent extra. Wow. And then on top of that, you get the tax deduction mm-hmm. and. Even if, even if you're only in, like we talked about, if you made more than 40000 as an individual, you know, you're, you know, with your $12,000. 000- uh, deduction that could be, in, let's say, fifty-five as an individual, single, mm-hmm. or as a couple. You, you know, it'd be like around one hundred and five, one hundred and six thousand, because your standard deduction is like twenty-four, and eighty-one thousand is where you break into the twenty-two. But if you're a couple making fifty-five thousand or so a year a piece, or a single individual making fifty-five, then you're already in the twenty-two percent bracket in Georgia yeah. and another six percent state. So you're at twenty-eight. So think about this. If you put it in and one of you was, both of you were working or you were working as a single individual and you put it in, you saved 28%. Um, and then not only that didn't count the match. And so you maybe get 80% match or hundred percent match, maybe you get a saver's tax credit or whatever, but if you're in the lower bracket, but what if you did that and you were both working or you were working and then all of a sudden you were out of work for a little bit. And if you're out of work for a little bit now, it's a 10% penalty to get that money back out, but you saved 28%. Right. So even if you were in the 12% bracket and you had to pay that 10% tax, you'd be right back where you started, yeah. even if you had the penalty. And remember, in a Roth, you don't have the penalty to access that principle of the money because you didn't get the tax deduction up front. You're you're, you're letting the money grow tax-free. So the way you can really think about traditional versus Roth is traditional. Um, you would only do it if you could get the tax deduction. So there's a chart. And if you work and you have access to a plan at work, whether you're doing it or not, you have basically... Um, a lower amount that you can make to get a tax deduction. But right. if you're eligible for a tax deductible IRA or Roth, you may want to think about it this way very simply project a vision. Without vision, the people perish. Without vision, you're probably financial, financially going to perish. Um, so you need to have a vision and cash your vision out. Hey, down the road, am I going to inherit any money? Um, am I going to be a good saver? Am I going to stick to my disciplines? Am I going to be a disciplined investor? Am I going to have more money? Does my future look bright? And you know what? I don't care whether you're, um, you know, in in uh, a trade you know and you are making money and you don't go to college um you could be you know, i mean i've seen incredibly wealthy people in air conditioning and lighting mm-hmm. i'm just thinking of the things that i'm looking around to look at <laughs> in in um you know my, yeah, that's true. you know in in uh you know, fire protection engineering in uh, flooring and, you know, you name it, uh, just the things tangibly I'm looking around or auto mechanic, I'm looking out the window. Uh, uh, you know, you can be incredible. I know a lot of business people that have auto repair shops or whatever, and they're, they're making, you know, great great money. What do you do? It's like anything else, you do what you know you can do. You do the thing, you follow the rules, you know. It, it, we all know what to eat. We yeah. all know that we need to exercise or walk. That's well, what you we said about things. things. Yeah. Delayed gratification
0: yeah. too. I mean, I think that if I look back, so I'm in, like I said, I'm in my mid-40s. I'm taking all of the stuff that you're saying right now, and I'm super glad that it's a podcast. Folks, you can go back, you can listen to this over and over and over again. You can share it with your friends, your family. Um, I'm going to uh, make my kids listen to it. Man, that feels so... So and, good,
1: and on our website we have all these articles, yeah, financial basics, uh, financial words of wisdom for graduates. You know, growth versus uh, you know saving for retirement, you and know, that's your the credit stuff. Credit score doesn't matter. Can you afford college? Yeah, you know, inflation in your investment. So all these are available on our website for free for anybody. You don't have to register. You don't even yep. tell me you're there. It's just my name, RogerSGreen.com, and go under Your Green articles. That's what we're talking about, Your Green, and you'll see uh, all of these articles uh, we're going to be talking about over the course of this year. Um, and so everything we're talking about is in these articles whether it's diversifying whether it's saving now a couple of the cool you know um, examples, you know, are going to be here on the podcast, so you can't get everything from reading it. And some people are better visual learners and auditory learners than they are um, learning, you know, just by reading. But I'll tell you this, uh, the most important thing is is learn it, get it, mm-hmm. and know it and do it. You know, ultimately, you know, I think it's just about putting one foot in front of the other in the right direction. And it feels so good. So you don't have to be doing everything, every single thing, right. But you have to be on a path of incremental, you know, progress towards right. doing everything right. Yeah. We all have a goal of doing everything right um, all the time. Now we're not going to do everything right all the time. We're going to have setbacks, but you know what? The key is to know what to do and to to be on a goal of saying, I want to get to that point where I'm doing everything right. Look, I know the markets go up, the markets go down. Um, your personal situation goes up. Your personal situation goes down. You have health issues. You have family issues. Everybody has challenges. Um, but fiscally, you don't have to have a challenge. You don't have to have fiscal challenges. Right. You can prevent the vast majority of all fiscal challenges by understanding you have 100% and that from the very start, you need to give and uh, test God in giving and see if your cup doesn't overflow. I'm, I'm telling you, do it. Yeah. Um, number two, you, you know, Mother Teresa said it best. You can never be depressed when you're helping somebody that has greater needs than your own. So No matter what it is that you don't have, that you want to have, um, giving up. Something of value for something a greater value uh, is is uh, sacrifice, and sacrifice is no greater showing of love for your fellow man than to sacrifice something for them. So, man, whatever it is, you know, think about the sacrifice you're going to make for the the future family that you have, the future kids you're going to have, the future grandkids you're going to have, um, that sacrifice is something of value. It helps create character in you that helps you to make it through those tough times when you have setbacks and say, you know what? I've been through setbacks before. I'm going to be able to make it because I know what to do in response to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to you know like i said thrust and parry my budget with what surpluses that i have look i'm not all about no fun i'm not all about not spending or having fun i believe excess in moderation but it should come back to that percentage so for instance if you get a raise save half your raise spend half your raise enjoy yeah. yourself it's not that you have to save all you can you don't you save until you hit a ratio that is sustainable for you and so there's maximums you can put in your Roth, 6,000 if you're under 50, 7,000 if you're over and then it might increment for inflation over time. But that's what it is right now. Um, in your 401k, it's 20,500 if you're under 50. Um, if you're over 50, you can add a 6,500 extra. And you can do Roth or um, there's no income limit on Roth and a 401k. Even though you might be precluded from doing a, a, an IRA on the side, you keep, you're not precluded from doing it. And you can save up to 100% of what you make in your 401k at work. So you may have a 403b, you may have 40d7. It's all just different ways of tax deducting, tax deferring, and putting away for the future. Mm-hmm. And if you do it through your payroll, It's going to be painless um, because, you know, you won't even have it to spend. It'll be in that plan. And some of those plans, it's hard to get. So that's one of the reasons why you don't really want to set aside your emergency fund necessarily in your 401k unless you're not getting the match. If you're not getting the match, the match is great because, hey, when are you going to need your emergency fund? Most likely it's going to be if you lose your job. So if you lose your job, you can access that matching money. You can access, like I said, the saver's tax credit um, for married, filing jointly, um, like I said, you pay 57% less um, taxes by saving at even a 22% uh, tax bracket and a 6% state tax, that's 28, versus if you had to take the money out, and 12% bracket when you're retired. So even if you're 62 and, you know, you just got a few years before you're 65, you don't, you save state taxes when you take it out. So again, when you're getting started, the number one thing is make sure you have your disability in case you can't work. Um, you, you're you still there. Hey, it's not like you died. You, you're still responsible for you. So whatever you need, you got to think about that. So do a fire drill and say, what if I was disabled? I couldn't go to work next week. Yeah. Now, where am I going to get my income from? And it's really difficult to, to pay your obligations and to, you know, again, I think that's one of the things that people do wrong again, obviously, is they they use credit to expand their lifestyle um, in, a, yeah. in a hurry to get to where they're going. But look, and when you're in a hurry, you can't help but be agitated. You're going to be agitated. Right. Uh, the, you're going to be so much happier being rewarded with the, you know, why the Bible says gain wealth slowly by slowly, because that's the wealth that lasts. And that's also, it's a great sense of satisfaction when you have really earned something when you have the money you've really? saved yeah. you've given right you've done everything you need to do yeah. and you know what you still have the money to go on that vacation yeah you still have the money to go And buy that dream car. You know, it took me over thirty years to save for my dream car. Yeah, thirty years. Um, and why did I? Why did it take that long? I could have bought it way sooner, but you know, I waited. And why waited until I was taking care of my parents in the right way? I was taking care of my church in the right way. I was taking care of my family, and all the kids had gotten out of college and this, that, and other. You know, and so I had taken care of the things that I needed. I had enough money for retirement, and you know. That was something that okay now I can do that and I still am giving what I need to give I'm right. still donating time to take care of uh, charities and you know work on you know uh, boards and things like that and I still have the money to do that so I'm not saying no fun look it's fabulous but it's so much more it's in the joyful. right order it's so you know? much more beneficial yeah. if you do it when you really earn, yeah. there is a and time you're not borrowing against your future and saying I'm going to pay for this later yeah no that's not fun that's right. not good that is you will. Not- you will not enjoy that car. You will not enjoy that vacation. And you'll you likely it lose it yeah. because yeah. I have
0: done this. Yeah. I ate the cheesecake before it ruined the diet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. you said earlier before. Guys, uh, this has been the really the first episode of a podcast that's going to go so deep. The Your Green podcast. We're talking about your money. We're talking about your green. Uh, with roger s green guys if you have any questions anything go check out the, the website rogersgreen.com we're going to have all of the resources there you'll be able to probably access the podcast from there but we're on apple spotify iheart radio any place that you download podcast you can you can subscribe to this save each episode save with your friends um you know share with your college student uh your high school students i mean the sooner that we get this information out to, to everybody, at the younger the age, the more likely it is to just be a hit record in their lives. Uh, for 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 guys like me and folks like you, because I like to believe that there's a lot more people out there like me who are just trying to figure it out midway through life. And we gotta we gotta we gotta get some knowledge. We gotta get some learning. We're working on family budgeting. I think uh, a big practical takeaway sounds like is that when you sit down at that kitchen table and you go to plan out your family budget and you're looking at each line item to make room for that saving, investing, your future self first. Insurance, health, disability. Roger's given us all this advice during this podcast. Sit down, take a look at where you're at Take a look at your green and see if you can apply some of the things that we talked about today so that you get the most out of this podcast and you get the most out of your green. Until next time, I'm Nathan McGill, your host. We have Roger S. Green here to help us along our financial journey to financial fitness. And um, and that's it, guys. Subscribe, like, and we'll talk to you guys next time. For a comprehensive review of your personal situation, always consult with a tax or legal advisor. Neither Cetera Advisors LLC nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will be successful. A diversified portfolio does not ensure a profit or protect against a loss in a declining market. The examples in this podcast are hypothetically only. They do not represent the actual performance of any particular investments. Investments in securities do not offer a fixed rate of return. Principal yield and our share price will fluctuate with changes in market conditions, and when sold or redeemed, you may receive more or less than originally invested. Dollar cost averaging will not guarantee a profit or protect you from loss, but may reduce your average cost per share in a fluctuating market. Thank you for listening to the Your Green Podcast, brought to you by Green Financial Resources.